They will stop being stressed out with trying to compete with people for what clothes style and hairstyles and what is the latest gadgets and the newest phones. In the book of Psalm, Old Testament, recording of eternal life for the believer in Christ Jesus, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Eternal life is a gift given to us in faith in Christ Jesus. He wants to give it to us. You make him as Lord, and here it is. Your presence shows up. What is it? Not a house, not a car, not a blessing, not a new suit, not a new outfit, but eternal life is in that box. Praise God. What a great Christmas gift. John 17 and 3. Praise God. And this life, this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. What is eternal life? To know the true and living God and Jesus Christ. Not your pastor, not your bishop, not your prophet, not your intercessor, not that man of God or woman of God. No, that's not the gift of God. John 17 and 3 says, this is life eternal. What is life eternal? That you may know the only, the only true God and Jesus Christ. That is the kingdom of God. That is eternal life. You know Jehovah, that you may know him and know Jesus Christ in his fullness. Yes, if God use a man or woman, whatever title they use, God can use a donkey. Hallelujah. God can use a little child to tell you about Jesus and bring you into eternal life through salvation in Jesus Christ. Don't get hooked up on men and women. Don't get hooked up on organization. Not in this hour, 2020. This 2020 has changed up everything. The church and the saints and the work of God is moving in mysterious ways beyond what we even thought of ever imagined because Jesus is wrapping up his eternal plan and anyone who wants to be a part of that eternal plan and salvation is welcome and he's using every method to do it. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that lead to destruction. You know, everyone going in this way, not because everyone is going to a certain church or following a certain person online or going in a certain direction, mean they're right. Jesus said, enter in at the straight, the very narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that lead to destruction. And many there be that goeth therein. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and a few there be that find it. I'm telling you, as my wife and I study the Word of God with our family, we are seeing more and more. Last night, after the session last night, we said, oh my God. She said, boy, babes, you, that means so many people have to repent? I said, yes, that's true. So many people have to repent because all of these directions that we think is the right way, you have to come back and go to the word of God for yourself. Not following what some pastor or some bishop say. Yes, God can use them to preach and he does. That's his order. Respect that. But you have to know Jesus for yourself. Because there are some ways that people are going. We look and say, oh my God, can nobody see that this is the heresy? Can nobody in the church see that the pastor's sleeping with the women in the church? Can nobody see that that's not normal for the women to carry themselves as a Jezebel spirit? Can nobody see that there's a bunch of homosexuals running the church in some churches? Can nobody see that the pastor is embezzling and taking all the money? 
Can nobody see that? Is everyone blind? Is all the board members, all the deacons, everyone? No, see, because people are blind. Because they're just going along the path. They refuse to accept that that man of God is a crook. That that man of God uh, is bringing their life to destruction. That that preacher is nothing but a homosexual. That that prophet, you can look at him and see the gay spirit on him. But you just want to be a part of the crew. You want to be a part of that number. Yeah, we tired of talking about this. Why? It's such a mess. But Jesus said, narrow is the way. Straight is the way that leads to eternal life. Now, if you want to follow the crowd and get all your kind of things, follow those folk. I'm not asking you to follow me. I actually follow Jesus. When you follow Jesus, it's very narrow. Because you can start seeing all the stuff that they taught us is, is, is religion, dead religion. It's bondage. It was created to put you in bondage. But until you come into the life of Christ, you'll see, man, I don't need to be under the bondage of man and woman, boy and girl. I can live the life of Christ. I can live free in Christ. He's come to give me eternal life. I'm not going to be sitting around trying to please people. They don't like me. That's too bad for them. I'm going to serve Christ. I'm not going to be tied up in whether you like me or not, family member. I'm not going to be tied up or not if you want to be my friend. I'm not going to be tied up if you want to say hello to me on Facebook. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be concerned about what you say. Hallelujah. Because I'm focus on a narrow way. First Timothy 6 and 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. Hallelujah. This fight, though we always talk about warfare. I like to hear people talk about, oh, the devil fighting them. For what? Devil, they'll fight you for what? You're beating up yourself. When you don't live by the word of God, you open up the doorway for the devil to beat you himself. Praise be to God. The devil beat me up yourself. The devil is after your eternal life. That's what you find out. Not, the, not your car breaking down, that's the devil. No, you need to take it to the mechanic. Oh, that's the devil who, who hit the electrical wire. No, it's some law that is violated. And yes, the devil might have gotten in, but he only comes in when you give him legal ground to come into your life. And he's very real with demons. If you give them legal right, if you're living in sin, you're living outside of the laws of God, yes, the devil will have legal ground to come in to destroy your soul and your body. And ultimately, his ultimate job is to take you into eternal hell. And eternal hell is separation from the eternal God. And that's not eternal life. That's eternal death. But when you're in Christ Jesus, you come into eternal life. Life. Everlasting life. First Timothy 6 and 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. I'm telling you, I'm going to close up in a few minutes, but I, uh, Timothy got a message to the church to say, lay hold, hold on to eternal life. You see this message we teach it? Hold on to everlasting life. Hold on to this eternal life. Hold on to it daily. Don't let anybody shake your eternal life. That's the fight. Not going up to slap someone, not fighting to take the church from another set of leaders, not fighting to split the church and I won't own it. Oh, come on, man, that's carnal. That's temporal. Going back and forth, fighting over the building and missing out on laying hold and fighting the good faith for the souls of people's lives. When you're busy fighting for church building and fighting for followers, 
uh, uh, people getting involved with that, you know what's happening? They're losing their eternal life. There's some leaders who are going to face God's judgment and face eternal death because they should have been preaching eternal life and Christ, but they were preaching all kind of things and they had the people occupied and they got the people involved in fights that caused them to lose focus of the real fight, which is each person's eternal life. And if you're not fighting for your own eternal life, I guarantee you, you won't be busy trying to tell a lost world of over seven billion people about their need to have eternal life in Christ Jesus. You become an ineffective believer. You become so carnal and sensual and so self-centered. You begin to worship yourself and your family and your money and your job and your career and your life. And you get so busy in those things that you forget that you have an eternal soul. And the Lord requires you and I to go into all the world and preach this gospel of the kingdom. And tell all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Tell them about eternal life. I guarantee you, you're not busy fighting the good fight of faith. You're busy. You will never have enough time to tell the world about the love of Jesus. John 4 and 14, let me give you a few more verses. Jesus said, Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give shall never thirst, but the water which I shall give him shall be a well of water springing up into eternal life. Jesus gives a well of water, eternal life. Oh, glory to God. Matthew 10 and 39. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Oh, glory to God. At Revelation 1 and 8. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, said the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Glory to God. John 6 and 27. Labor not for the meat but perish but for the meat which endure it unto everlasting life. Jesus says, stop fighting and carry on for the meat that you will eat, and it goes through your body, it becomes part of your protein, and the waste is coming out. He said, don't fight and waste your life over that. Jesus said, the Son of Man, labor for which endure it unto eternal life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him had God the Father sealed. John 6 and 27 says, Jesus, the Son of Man, the Son of God, if you labor unto eternal life, he will give you everlasting life. Praise the name of Jesus. John 17 and 3, and this is eternal life, that you may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, which thou hast sent. Matthew 25 and 46, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting life. Jesus made it plain. There is two. Everyone is going to have eternal life. Everlasting life matters for the sinner and those who don't know Jesus and those who know Jesus. Here's the distinction. Matthew 25, 46. Those who do not serve the Lord will go into everlasting punishment. Now, people say, well, how can a loving God send people to a Christ uh, everlasting hell? Some people want to change that. I don't know why. Jesus said everlasting punishment. It don't mean, you know, this means you can be there feeling the punishment everlasting. Jesus said, where the fire is not quenched and the worm dieth not, it means the person will be in eternal torment. There's some new theology, philosophy out there saying, no, when you die, you just go to hell and you know you're going to burn for a few years and that's it. No, Jesus said everlasting punishment. How long is everlasting? Forever and forever and forever and ever and ever. Don't change the word of God. 
Hell is going to burn forever. And people are going to be there burning forever. According to Matthew 25, 46. Praise God. Everlasting punishment. If you go on, on, on just this word, if everyone dies, that's not punishment. The people who are died in, died in Christ are dead. The people who are alive, I mean, those who did not know Jesus died, they died too. So everyone dies. So that's not a fair punishment for sin. If I live for Christ all my life and live according to the word of God, and you live adulterous and, you know, drinking and shooting and killing and, you know, living, you know, beating everyone, stealing, lying, corrupt, and both of us just die, that's unfair. That doesn't make God a just God. I live faithful to my wife and my family, and I, you know, was a, you know, did the law and obeyed the law, a law-abiding citizen, and, you know, live according to the word of God as best as I can by his strength, repented of my sin and tried to live a clean life. That's not fair. So it means, my point in saying that is saying, Jesus is making it clear that no, it's not dead, it's not the finality. There is an eternal punishment that continues for those who rejected Christ. Rejected his blood, refused to live upon his word, live in violation to his word. That's an eternal punishment, that is hell. But the righteous into eternal life. John 6, 15, 71, this is the bread which come down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. John 1, 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Praise God. Matthew 7, 21, 23, we read that already. Sorry, no. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. John 5 and 24, Verily, verily, I send you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation. Praise God, I'm going to close on that. But it's passed from death unto life. This there, I want to close out on John 5 and 24. You don't want to miss this series. I encourage you to share this with people. And get them to hear this message. I know this is not a popular message right now. Prophets, pastors, people, this is not a this is not gonna get you a good seed, a tithe, a good offering, or some financial donation. But I'm more concerned about your soul and your eternal salvation than your fifty dollars. I'm more concerned about your two hundred dollar seed. I'm not as concerned about your two hundred dollar seed as I'm more concerned about your soul salvation. I'm concerned about your children being saved and you not playing and letting them die and go to hell than anything else. I'm not concerned about you liking me on Facebook and being a follower and anytime I share, you teach. I'm more concerned if you today just make a commitment to serve Jesus based on what is taught, taught today. That's my greatest eternal reward. I'm more concerned about you as a pastor or leader. You might like what I said and uncovered some things. That's all right. I still love you. I'm more concerned about you repenting first, getting it right. Get your own family right and in order. And then teach the word of God with truth. Repent of the lies you've been teaching all these years. All of the distraction, all of the things you refuse to say that the Lord taught you to say that could have rescued people from hell's fire. Can you imagine what a shame it would be? If you as a pastor or a leader and people died and went to hell under you, I know the Lord is not going to hold that lightly on your life or your generation. 
There's no way. My wife and I shared with a young man. He was serving another apostle or ministry somewhere. And you know the man wasn't even saved or delivered. His life was crumbling. And I said, babe, it's, how could someone serve in ministry, helping a man or woman of God in a church, and the leader don't even stop to make sure the person's saved and know Jesus Christ is Lord? That's what's happening in ministries now. They're just concerned about numbers and following and who in their ministry and how much money they can bring. And they don't stop to make sure the people even have said the sinner's prayer, the basic sinner's prayer. They haven't stopped to make sure the people are being baptized with water. I wouldn't even talk about make sure they're baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Spirit, with praying in tongues. I wouldn't talk about checking and make sure they're living according to the word of God in their personal lives, in their marriage life, in their family life, in their school life, in their academic life, in their professional life, in their job life. They're not even stopping the fire. They're too busy up in their office. You got to talk to 10 different secretaries before you can speak to the bishop. Come on, man. You're so busy, but Jesus had time to tell the disciples, don't you ever turn away children. Suffer the little children to come unto me, and never stop them from coming to me. For they are a part of the kingdom. They are about the kingdom. And people who are in the kingdom are like these little children coming to me. Jesus could tell the same disciples not to do that foolishness that is being done now. You are a man or woman of God. You work full time for the body of Christ. Now you get so busy and so up there. Man, you're carnal and fleshly. Take those people for a call. Answer that call. Pray with those families. Go to the house during this corona outbreak and, and lead those families to the Lord that you shepherd. You might be able to give everyone food, but for God's sake, give them the bread of life that came down for heaven, that if the people eat, they shall have eternal life. Give them the word of God. Give them the bread of God. Stop talking about, I see someone, some enemy against you. Yeah, we always have enemies. Everyone who's in Christ is going to have the enemy. His name is Satan, the devil, and demons. And he don't want your little husband and wife and children only. He wants your eternal life. Every prophetic word, this one wants your husband. This one wants your wife. Come on, man. Every devil, no. Jesus said, listen here. Verily, verily, I send you he that... Hear it, my word, and believe it on him that sent me had everlasting life. As you pray today, as we pray, if you hear this word and believe on him that sent me, you believe in Jehovah, the Adonai, the Elohim, you believe he sent Jesus Christ into the earth, you will have everlasting life. If you confess with your mouth, believe in Jehovah, the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. Why am I doing this? Because as good as all of us and healthcare workers on the front line, we could try to keep you alive as long as we want. But you know, I never cease to look for the opportunity when God gives me to pray with my patience. Because why? It's a ministry as well. I could give them medicine and help their life, but I always look for the opportunity and give them the invitation. Listen, I'm going to do my best. I love what someone said, I treat but Jesus heals. But do you want to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I, I can remember many times people on their deathbed, God gave me the awesome opportunity to say, listen here, I know you're going to die. Family, can I pray with you? And they were willing to, and, and they accepted it. We prayed with them to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. And I am so happy that I know they died and went to heaven. 
we're, we're in a country where we can share the gospel. Now, some people say no, and I say, okay, fine. But those who at least gave the invitation, my God, we can't be in a country and our neighbors we know living in sin and we call ourselves believers and we're so happy about ah, being blessed and prospering and God loves me and God loves us and there they could go to hell. No, I don't want anybody to go to hell. I want my neighbor. I'm going to go to that neighbor <clears throat> from my fence, keep my social distance and I'm going to say, neighbor, I might not give you any food or water, but do you want to know Jesus Christ as Lord? <clears throat> Children. Young teenagers, I see you on the street. Young men in the jail and the prison. I can't feed all of you. I can't give all of you a job. But I can give you something that's eternal. When are we going to get back to being the people of God that share our faith unashamedly? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't care. I'm not ashamed. Where were you when Jesus saved me and healed me and delivered me? Where were you when Jesus took away my guilt and shame and fear and hurt and made me whole? I owe him my eternal life. And he's given me eternal life. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. You don't have to like me. Unfriend me if you want. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm going to preach this gospel of Jesus Christ to the world as much as he gives me the opportunity. Why? Because I know I'm working on an eternal reward. So tell that lady in the food store. Tell that young pump attendant. Tell those people in the prison. Tell those clients of yours. Tell those fans. If each one of us were to tell people about this joy and hope of eternal life, tell those patients who are in their uh, isolating rooms, suffering from corona, getting, gasping for their last breath. Tell your Tell those wonderful doctors and nurses, hallelujah, yes, they're working hard, they're good people, but they need to know Jesus too. I'm not afraid to tell my colleagues, I don't care what level they are, because listen here, you could be the greatest surgeon, but you need Jesus Christ too. Huh? We get afraid. Tell the prime minister, tell the deputy prime minister, they need Jesus Christ, they need eternal life. What's wrong with that? They don't like you for that, well, so what? What you can do? You can touch the body, but my eternal salvation is secure. Tell the president he needs Jesus. Come to eternal life. Lead him to the Lord. Tell the lawyer. Tell the doctor. Tell the politician. Tell the, tell the businessman. Tell the accountants. We have people who we want to share the gospel with. We want to share the gospel with the little guy on the street who we think is a gangster, but we don't want to tell the lawyer who have on his three-piece suit with a tie that he, he can go to hell if he don't stop embezzling monies. We, we want to tell the young lady on the street with three children to come to Jesus and you need to change. But we don't want to tell, hallelujah, the female uh, doctor who are bought babies that you better repent because the blood on your hand and you're going to miss eternal life, you and your whole family, and you're going to spend eternity in hell. Mark my words according to the word of God. See, we want to separate who we tell the gospel to. Let's pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Anyone that doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ today, I pray that this word, your word, not my word, your word is the word of life. Your word is eternal life. You are the resurrection and the life. That's who you are, Jesus. I thank you that in you, because you rose from the dead, I have hope to raise from the dead one day too. Ah, if I'm in you. Ah, because you overcame hell, death, and the grave, you've given the power to everyone that believes to have that same power. Hallelujah. Today, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in everyone that knows him as Lord. 
Today I pray for everyone listening and watching that they don't be overwhelmed with the carnal, temporary things. Hasn't, having you, Lord, taken care of their needs in the past, you're going to continue to take care of their needs. But Lord, I also want to be real and reassure some people that if anyone dies in Christ, hallelujah, they shall rise again. Hallelujah. I can't tell you who can live or who's going to die, but I tell you one thing. If you die in Christ, there is rejoicing in heaven. Beautiful are the feet of those who share the gospel and, and worship is in heaven when the saints die in Christ. You don't have to mourn like the sinners do, but you can rejoice that a loved one died in Christ. And I pray that we, as the people of God, move quickly to tell a dying world, Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, atheist, Satanist, agnostic, hallelujah, new age of Satanist, that Jesus loves them and that Jesus wants to give them eternal life, but there is an enemy, Satan, who wants to steal that from them. But if they were to put their trust in Christ Jesus, that no idol could give them eternal life. No statue can give them eternal life. The only one who promised them multiple cases of eternal life is Jesus Christ. He's promised it over and over and over and over and over again. Why don't you give him a try? I speak blessing over you now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to thank you all for joining us. It has been a joy to have you. We just, we're just so thankful. Please go back over this, listen to this, watch it. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1030 by the strength of the Lord. Should the Lord not come and the Lord spares our life by the grace of God, we'll be back. Thank you for listening. I know this is hard sometimes. I preach hard sometimes. I'm in a real world. I'm dealing with real people. People's lives are at stake. So I got to say what the Lord said. Would you love and pray for me in Shalewa? We got to just say what the Lord said. I don't know. It could be your last time hearing this message uh, before, you know, you know, a decision has to be made. So I have to say what the Lord says to get you set free and to keep me and my family free as well. We are in the same process you're in. We're walking this, walking by faith every day, holding on to eternal life and holding on to our faith so that we can see Jesus when he comes. It's not over for us just because we...